The Natural Highs program is a community built off the youth leaders and the youth who participate in it. Brain chemistry is sort of the foundation of Natural Highs. We talk about feelings <laughs> Natural Highs and habits and rituals. So we hear a lot from kids who participate in our programs that they have never received any of this information, you know, not in schools, not in any other program. Uh, and certainly not in drug prevention programs. And so we'd like to bring the information that we think would make a difference to people at the age where they need it the most. I think a lot of people would quit drugs if they knew what Natural Highs taught. Um, I think a big part of that is that Natural Highs teaches you how to feel good on your own without the use of substance. And I feel that once people know that, they make the switch. Um, so hey, uh... <laughs> My name is Bo, and uh, I'm a peer mentor at Natural Highs. I'm a student at New Vista High School. I'm in my junior year now, because uh, summer just started. And I'm having Avani on this podcast, The Badass Sober Life. And Avani started a program, a little bit of history about her. She started a program called Natural Highs, and it is really doing well. It's all over Boulder in different schools running different groups and um, it's changed a lot of people's lives around. I definitely know it helped my life a lot getting involved with it, helped me learn how to make better choices, feel like I'm a part of a community and, you know, not feel so alone and not feel like I have to do what everyone else my age is doing. So Natural Highs is uh, centered around teaching people to live a sober life and helping them find ways to separate themselves from drugs. Um, so yeah, Avani's here, and hey, Avani. Hi, hi, Bo. So exciting hey. to have this conversation. I'm looking yeah, forward I'm to it. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on. You know, I've spent a lot of time with you, and I've always wanted to know a little bit more about you. So what, what's your past, Avani? Where are you from? Uh, what's a little bit about your history? So I grew up in Germany, in Bavaria, so in the southern part of Germany. And uh, I was a teen in the 80s. And, uh, you know, at that point, there was not a lot of understanding about addiction, about drug use. And so people were still carried a heavy, heavy stigma. So my first boyfriend was very involved in hard drug use. And, you know, there were many nights I was trying to him not overdose, trying to save his life. I mean, it was it was intense. It was so intense. And as a young person, I felt totally alone with that. Like there was no adult to go to, to talk to about that. Uh, so we were kind of like, we felt like we were left to our own devices. And then he died by suicide. And, you know, as a young person, that to me was just crazy, especially this idea that I couldn't go to anybody. I couldn't go to my parents to talk about it. I couldn't go to, you know, a, a counselor. We didn't even have counselors at school. And so this was all like we had, we had to deal with this just totally by ourselves. And the experience left me mostly angry. I mean, of course, I was incredibly sad and heartbroken and just destroyed. But really, the, the dominant feeling was like rage about, first of all, you know, these people were very nice, wonderful people, creative people. Um, and so they didn't fit 
the, the stereotype of the drug addict or the junkie. And so I was like determined in that moment, I literally made the commitment for my life to figure this out. Like why do good people go to those lengths to destroy themselves, you know? And then another friend of mine died from an overdose. So many of my friends disappeared where I still look for them on online, you know? Uh, so it's, um, so in that moment I made the commitment to figure this out and then I started studying, I started studying psychology, I read every book I could find on drug use, on addiction, but I really didn't find anything that addressed the internal battle, you know, that not just an external description, but what actually people are battling on the inside. And I was very lucky because I was also very interested in dance, in like different forms of dance. And I, I found forms of dance where it's not about performance, but where it's like you literally close your eyes and you go into a different state of mind. And it was actually in those spaces where I thought, okay, here I'm learning to understand these inner forces more. And, um, and you know, and then that brought me to the US uh, I got a, a grant from the German government to study with pioneers who started somatic psychology, which is the field that studies body-mind connection, and uh, specifically a, with a woman who started really advanced kind of cutting-edge work around addiction. Her name is Christine Caldwell, and I came all the way here to Boulder to study with her. And so then I studied, you know, more alternative approaches. And then I worked right away in all the traditional, you know, settings where addiction treatment is done in detoxes, in the court ordered environments, all that. And I just saw that we're not really helping people, that people are not getting better. And I thought there must be a better way. And at some point I was so despaired, I started actually interviewing people. I said, you know, clients who I was working with who were in jail, who were you know, dealing with really tough stuff. And I asked them, I said, what is actually helping? Like what's actually making a difference? And it's funny because now looking back at natural, like you know, what we do in natural highs really started in these conversations because I learned things in these conversations that I hadn't learned in any university course or psychology book or addiction book ever, right? And so a lot of what we do in Natural Highs is built on the wisdom of these people. Yeah, so you learned about the individual burden that people carry when they use drugs. So you, so tell me about that. Tell me about how Natural Highs is built less on a model that is supposed to work for everyone and more on an individual model for, you know, the people who are really there to grow. Well, I think one thing I learned is that when people use substances in a destructive way, it's not random, right? It's not like people just want to destroy themselves. It always has meaning. And so we talk about that in Natural Highs a lot, right? When we say even very destructive impulses have an intelligence behind it. So if somebody is drawn to use a drug, whether that's marijuana or whether that's heroin or anything else, there's always a piece of wisdom what the person is actually trying to accomplish with that. And that's what I learned, right, from people in the darkest places, that people don't do things randomly. It has deep, deep meaning, 
and we just have to get to it, you know? And oftentimes it's people trying to medicate something that they just don't know how to work out on their own. You know, some serious trauma they went through, some serious, uh, you know, hardship and overwhelm where then the drug kind of becomes the shortcut, you know, the, 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 the band-aid really. Hmm. So how do you turn these ideas that you formed into natural highs? Cause I'm pretty sure the program today didn't start off as what it is, you know? Well, it was funny because I worked for Boulder County, right? For Boulder County government. And I ran a program um, for uh, kids. And because I worked for Boulder County, you know, we got a lot of calls from the community, a lot of parents, a lot of schools, like anybody who was desperate around teens and addiction or substance use, they would funnel the phone calls to me and would say, oh, you know, let them talk to Avani, right? So I got to talk with a lot of people in crisis and then they would say like, hey, come to, come to our class and give a talk or come to our parents and give a talk. And I just said yes to everything, right? Every opportunity for com conversation, I said yes to. And it was really from those conversations that I learned a ton of like, what are people actually looking for? What's actually working for people? I mean, it took a long time, right? I mean, Natural Highs has been around now for 16 years. And then another way, you know, and, and then it started with a workshop at New Vista High School. You know, and thanks to Rona Velensky, who started Nuvista with this focus on leadership and creativity and community engagement, you know, that was kind of the right ground for, for Natural Highs to start because we started as a workshop. And then after that, kids like you, they just didn't want to be done, right? They're like, this is cool. I want to do more with Natural Highs. And then we started the action group you know, and then we started the whole idea of a leadership program. And so we just did, you know, a step at a time and tried what works and, and stick with what works and change the rest kind of thing. Yeah. And now it's spread out from natural highs to schools all around Boulder and there's movie nights and uh, natural highs was just in a movie, actually a German movie. Um, so I guess my question is, now that you see, how does it make you feel seeing a program that you started really take off and, you know, it's incredible today, so. I mean, you know, most of the time, and you are in the same boat, right? We're just so in it, right? So we live and breathe it and then it's just normal. Uh, because I don't know how you feel about what you're doing, right? You, you, you run a group and you're like presenting to really important people as a youth leader, you know, so it's like you're like a rock star, right? And Thank you, Yvonne. I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> how do you feel about that? It feels pretty good. Right? It feels really good. And I love that I have a place to go and like funnel that energy and you know really participate in something because it's so much harder when it's just you and you don't have something to really put it into so i love having the opportunity to work with natural highs and they just they allow they allow you to put your best foot forward in so many situations and that's what i really like about 
<laughs> but you're the you know, you're the person being interviewed here, Ivani. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> well, I, um, I wanna I wanna tell you about an experience I had that was very powerful for me. So, yeah. you know, if when I was 17, 18 and all this happened, if somebody would have told me that ever something good will come out of that, I would have not believed that, right? And I look now back to the trauma that I've been through with all of that, and I cannot believe how much good came out of that, right? So if there's one thing I want to teach is that if you go through hardship, it is the best ground for doing really beautiful things with that. And I want to tell you a moment where that totally hit home for me. So I have still a friend in my hometown who I who was we were friends at that time, right? And she went through the most destructive heroin addiction and you know hepatitis C and the whole shebang, like really intense. And the fact that she survived is like a miracle, right? So now when I visit my hometown, you know, I connect with her, right? And a few years ago, we went back to the club that we used to go to and where it was just like, you know, so much, I mean, so much drug use, so much destruction. And that was our place, right? To That was our home at that, at that time. So this club was still around a few years ago. So I went with her, you know, and we went to the DJ and we requested a few songs that we used to dance to. And so we were in this club what now 35 years later and it hit me that i'm still exactly the same person and yet everything is different and how life can be like that right so it was just mind-blowing to me that you know i could have never imagined that this all could lead to so many good things so i want to teach that to anybody you know young people adults that if you go to, through hardship, you have something to teach, you have something to give, and you can turn it into a real powerful offering for other people. Yeah, and it doesn't just have to cause pain in your life. Hardship can be a great learning experience. It can set you up to grow even larger than you could have without it. Like, It gives you an understanding of what other people are going through, which gives you an empathy. So yeah. You know, and I yeah. just looked, I just looked at a photo uh, of my first boyfriend actually yesterday. And I was like, I wonder if he's like our guardian angel. You know, I wonder if he's <laughs> like from the other side is like helping yeah. us to, you know, go places. I mean, it's just so amazing. So to be able at some point in my life, not feel just pain around that, but actually to feel so much joy around what we're doing is, is very cool. Yeah. So I've been in natural highs on and off, maybe like a year and a half now, um, probably more like a year. And I've always wondered whenever I'm in a group, it's non-judgmental, which is incredible to me because everywhere in life, you're being judged for everything, how you look, how you talk, how you act. So how do you, and in a situation where it really matters, how do you keep it non-judgmental if a kid relapses or someone you care about is mad? Like, how do you keep natural highs so um, open to people? So a few things, right? Like one of the things I think that's a real gift in my life is that I remember very, very well how I felt as a young person. 
I, it's like I have like as if it was yesterday, right? And so I remember how I was judged by adults and how I had a completely different inside view. And so I draw a lot on that, right? To remember, okay, what do what did I need as a young person? You know, so that really helps me with keeping a very open mind. Um, and then I have to say, I also had incredible mentors in my life who I learned counseling from and different techniques from. And I learned from really amazing people who taught that approach to counseling uh, of being completely non-judgmental, of coming from a place of equality, you know, not thinking you know something better, you're the expert and other people know less. Um, so there's a teacher who, whose name is Bill Miller and he started an incredible approach called motivational interviewing. And I got to learn from him. And that's like one of the biggest premises of this approach is that you, in, like you go into every situation with a beginner's mind, without judgment, with the utmost respect. And I have to tell you, especially like when I worked in really dark places like the jail or the detox, you know, where people are so judged. And when I got it, came in there with this complete openness and respect, I learned things from people. I will never forget these conversations, you know, where the guards would be like, we can't leave you alone with this person. This person is dangerous, you know. And then I, I, I go into this conversation with the utmost respect. And then, you know, something happens that just blows my mind in terms of understanding that people don't do bad things for no reason, but that there's always a history behind it, you know? Yeah, because it keep catches people totally, I would say, off guard. Because you judge yourself when you do something that hurts other people or that the world tells you is wrong. You judge yourself and you don't feel like you deserve the people around you to keep open with you and to respect you as a human being. But we're just that in the end. We're all just human beings and we all deserve respect for that. But you set me up just perfect, Ivani. So let's talk a little bit about our peer mentors for Natural Highs and uh, the students you bring in from Naropa and CU and how just where did that start how did that start you know you know it's kind of interesting it's all pieces to the puzzle you know so one of the things at some point while i was working in these traditional treatment environments at some point my mentor christine caldwell approached me and said would you like to work at naropa university and of course that was an incredible honor and that was an incredible like wow uh, so I said yes, and so I actually worked at Naropa University for a long, like for six years, more or less full time, and um, so I have a connection there, right? It's it's one of my homes, and then I started teaching natural highs in, in at Naropa, and we've been doing it now for I don't know 16 years, something like that, um, because one of the things, of course, that we learned is that. Natural highs is not just for kids, right? Like a lot of people think, oh, natural highs is just for kids. Well, it's the same material, it's the same issues, it's the same topics, because they're human topics. So when we go into environments where we teach natural highs to adults, we don't do it different at all. Like a lot of people ask me, they say, you know, how, what's, what, are you, what are your tricks? How are you so good in working with young people? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, 
actually, I don't do anything. I don't make a difference between people of different ages. And you know that. We teach natural yeah. highs the same if we go into a middle school or if we go into a high school or if we go to adults. We teach the same. And I think yeah. that's what's working for people, that we do it, you know, we, we treat people like humans, intelligent yeah. humans, and people like that. And so, yeah, I've been doing this parallel for adults. And, you know, and then there's students at Naropa who are like, we want to learn this, like, this is awesome. And so that yeah. was the beginning that then we started practicum and, you know, allowed people to work with us in the community. Yeah, definitely the idea that like when I go into natural highs, like I'm not judged for being a kid and like I express ideas and they're received like I'm an adult, you know, it makes me feel like I'm not being like talked down to like, don't do drugs, kiddo. So yeah, I feel like that really works. Um, so what are your dreams? <laughs> I see you're drinking mate too. You want to talk a little bit about how mate affects natural highs, Lonnie? <laughs> and, well, and check this out. Guess how long I had this gourd. How long? 25 years. I think I had it 30. I was trying to do the math. I think it's yeah. 37 wow. years. Can you believe that? That's crazy. So I need to tell you what the story is, right? Like, first of all, I always say, right, once you have a gourd, it's a gourd for the, fr the friend of you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, this is yeah. it, right? <laughs> so when I was a young person, I was obsessed obsessed with herbs with with experimenting with herbs and learning about herbs and finding herbs and that was the way i found yerba mate and then of course you know learning about how people share it and that once you share yerba mate you're part of the tribe of you know mate drinkers around the world and this is one of the things i brought into treatment settings because I heard from people that it's excruciatingly difficult to not do a drug if it was part of a social ritual. Uh, this is like one of the main things I learned from people in the really hard places, that social piece, right? That we're just asking people to do something that's really difficult. So then when we started you know, bringing mate, it's like people said, well, if I have something else to feel connected, I can actually do it. So uh, the mate was actually a very, very early part in natural highs. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's still a part today. Mm -hmm. So, um, what are your uh, what are your hopes for natural highs in the future? I know COVID right now. You've moved a lot online, and you know what's your plan for the next year? So I mean, you know, we get a lot of feedback the moment we show up anywhere in the world, and you know that the feedback is incredible, right? Like people immediately say, like, why are you not in every school? Why are you not everywhere? And it has been an interesting experience now being part of the European documentary, right? Because suddenly people see us who like outside of Boulder and the feedback is just incredible. Like now I'm getting emails from Austria, from Germany, from France, and they're like, we need this here like can you come <laughs> right so it's like i think where, where, wherever we go people see that we do something very different and people see that it has a lot of energy like a lot of kind of a inspiring energy that it's not the old school oh this is you know boring or hard or you know negative is actually inspiring and so 
I mean, you know that we're so in it, right? For us, this is normal. But I, the moment I interface with the world, I think we have something really, really special and something really important to teach and to share. And so that's my dream that we get it to people. You know, sometimes I, I hear from fa people who have family members in Ohio, in Kansas, in New Jersey, that are really struggling and they have nothing. They have, you know, the traditional approaches that are not working for them and that's it. And then they sit in their loneliness and in their suffering alone. And I'm like, oh man, I just wish we could be there and be community for people. So that's my dream that we can get it to everybody who would benefit from it, you know, and we could save people's lives with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the bonuses of our uh, online natural highs right now during Corona is it's email goes all over the world. So mm -hmm. we can, you spread it through emails every day and supportive groups. You want to elaborate a little on that? Yeah. I've heard just recently that our email is now going into seven countries that I know of. Right. And then I see people go on our website and get things from our store that are from other countries and I'm like whoa this is incredible right so because of COVID we had to move everything online and I think it was a kick in the butt for us to really get busy and so we're actually in the process of creating more and more material including this podcast you know to get the news to people who otherwise wouldn't have it and so you know I, I have to say my preferred way of being with people, of course, is in a room, sharing mate, right? Being together uh, because community is like, you know, kind of a, uh, on the endangered species list right now in the world. <laughs> but in the meantime, you know, if, if online is a medium to get it to people who would otherwise not get it, that's fine with me. And so, yeah, it's at this point, you know, naturalhighs.org. People can sign up for daily emails. I mean, summer, we are slowing it down a little bit, but email care packets, people can go in our store. There's lots of audio, video. And I think, you know, we're going to do books and projects and we're going to see how we can get our material to people who need it. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you have your calendar on the website that um, has all of these individual groups that people can log into and be supported through that so and cool people like you run those groups right so you should talk yeah. about your group just that people get a sense of what what is on there like what what is part of natural highs all right well i started a group earlier this year and my goals for starting it was to make a place where really my friends could come and talk about their usage and it wouldn't be like judgmental it would just be like a place where we could hang out and screw around and goof off and then also have serious conversations about what's going on in their lives and you know how we can break habits so it's called first step and it's really an open group first step to anything it's generally around first step to breaking drug usage i run it with a great practicum student called alex cohen he's really helped me in my life just having an adult figure there who will call me for an hour and talk about alan watts and be there to support me so I just feel like it embodies what is the draw to natural highs for me. Just having a supportive mentor help me run a group where people can come in and talk about what's going on in their lives and enjoy being around each other. 
So I'm still setting up a time for the summer, but I really hope we can get it off the ground, him and I, and it'll be on the calendar when it is set up. So. And I just want to say, right, what you just said is such a beautiful example of what peer mentorship means in Natural Highs, that it can mean so many different things, right? Yes, it is formal things like presenting at a school, but really you can be a leader in your own friend group, right? You can just be like, hey, let's get together, let's do something helpful, let's have fun, but also let's have serious conversations. I just I have to say, I love that because that is the original vision for Natural Highs is that people understand like, hey, I'm a leader. I can be a negative leader or I can be a positive leader, you know, and yeah. it doesn't have to be always speaking in front of a school. It can be get your friends together, share some mate if it's not COVID, and then you can, you just you can make a difference in somebody's life. So I just want to say you're doing it. You're doing what the vision of this grassroots movement is, you know, and I love how you give it your personal touch and just how you do it is really incredible. Thanks so much, Ivani. And I would just say to any teens out there who are worried about being the odd one out in their friend group or anything, it's not like you have to, like, I'm, I just feel comfortable right now, like in this state. So I'm happy, like running a group and stepping out there. But being the silent sober one is also a great role to play. Just showing people an example that you can hang out with people, you can be around those substances, but that self-control is within you. So I just think that's really important. Anyway, Avani, uh, so is there, yeah, I've got like one wrap-up question, but I just want to open it up for a minute. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, wrap this thing up? I just want to say, I'm really blown away just how you did this uh, interview. And this makes me so inspired to, you know, interview people, go out there, bring those conversations to people, uh, because I think this was a very beautiful moment of just, you know, we are from totally different generations. We're from, to we're from different countries. We're from different walks of life. And here we are talking about pretty interesting things. And so I just think it's a beautiful beautiful example that people from different places should have conversations and that this topic of substance use and sobriety and how we live is super exciting like i don't want to stop talking it's so fun <laughs> right. well if you had one message that you could give to the whole world and everyone could just listen to you for a minute well what would that message be wow so if I don't think about it, right, I might want to think about it, but if I don't think about it and just spontaneously what comes to me is use your pain. Like your pain is the best thing you have going for yourself. And there is a treasure in the pain. There is gold in the darkness. And if you are brave enough to go into it, right? Not to medicate it, not to push it away, not to try to like slap band-aids on it, but if you're actually going deeper and checking what is it that is, you know, haunting me or that is so painful in me, if you can heal that, it can become a really, really powerful gift for other people. And so that will be my message for everybody. And it's the people who carry the most darkness 
in my life that I learned is that they really need to be the teachers. They need to be the ones supporting others, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet, Avani. <laughs> oh, so what is uh, your, if you could send a message to out there in the world, what is your message? What would you send out? Oh, if I'm not thinking about it like you and just off the top of my head, um, I don't know. I was homeschooled until high school and then I went through a pretty crappy freshman year and beginning of sophomore year. And I guess I came back to what I always knew during homeschool was you can't please anyone, in my opinion, and you definitely can't please everyone. So be yourself. And if that draws people to you, that's amazing. And if it doesn't, it probably will, because I'm sure there's some people out there. And if it doesn't, you're going to be happy being you, more happy than being someone else or someone other people want you to be. So, yeah, just go out there and live your best life. <laughs> and I just, I, this yeah. is awesome, because I think that's what mm -hmm. you do. I think, you know, because a lot of kids your age right now are so concerned about what people think of them. And they really, you know, it becomes like this obstacle, right? It becomes like this anxiety that is really blocking people. And I think you are such a good example of a kid who's not doing that. Who, you are just yourself. And, you know, I mean, I heard people say, tell me how, what you're doing and how they can, how they, how, how they see you as a powerful leader. So I would just want to say, if anybody wants an example of that, they should check you out and should see how you're doing that. No, really, because you are doing it. You are doing it. And that's not easy in this world of social media and all that, right? A lot of people don't know how to do it. So thank you for being such a good role model for that. Really super helpful in the world right now. Avani, you're stressing me out. <laughs> so much flattery. <laughs> yeah, not flattery. I should flatter you. It, no, no, no. You're the one the who truth. started a huge program. <laughs> you <laughs> know what? Thousands of people. In Germany, we're not do we're not doing compliments. In Germany, we just say the <laughs> truth, and so that's how it goes. <laughs> All right. Well, my truth is that you start an incredible thing, and you've allowed me to grow so much within myself. And I appreciate you so much for the person you are, you know, Thank you're you. just always there, always happy, always non-judgmental, always empathetic. And I love that. I love that so much. So, Thank you. yeah. Thank you so much for coming on uh, this podcast. And um, yeah, also to anyone who's listening to this or watching this, I guess, Natural Highs, um, yeah, just go to our page, check us out. Also, we're looking for, um, if you feel, want to donate, you know, Natural Highs has a link on their page, I believe, Avani. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming, Avani. Thank you so much for kicking this off. And I just want to yeah. say, anybody is welcome to be part of the Natural Highs community. It's a grassroots movement. It's nonprofit. Anybody, any age can be part of it and can find kind of their inspiration and how they want to participate or contribute or be part of it. So, yeah, go on our website, naturalheist.org, check it out, and hopefully we meet you and we can be in touch with you.